Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. There we are on a Wednesday. Players back on the practice field. Game plan installation begins. Let's go! As we uh, get ready for Bill's Dolphins wild, sorry, super wild card weekend. Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday, 1 p.m. Sorry. Gosh, got to get this straight. Get it. I am so not used to 1 p.m. starts on Sunday. I'm all. I'm still discombobulated yeah. from the regular season. Out of control. Giant news uh, on two fronts concerning this game. First, Tua is out for Sunday. No Tua Tagovailoa, and I can't say I'm terribly surprised, Steve. I know they claim that he's had two documented concussions this season. <clears throat> as far as all of us in Buffalo are concerned, he's had three. Um. It was mislabeled a back injury back in week three, if you remember. That's three concussions in relatively close proximity. You put him out on the field, and he has another one. <clears throat> His career might be over. Four concussions in one season in close proximity? That, that could be career-ending. Yep. He needs to rest for the rest of this offseason <clears throat> and hopefully come back mean, in the spring <clears throat> and you know give some time between brain injuries, for goodness sake. Right. And, you know, I know Bills fans, there's no love lost between Bills fans and Miami fans, but even, you know, Bills fans have got to, you know, you know, you want that guy to be okay. Yeah. You know? And I, and the way it was trending, it didn't seem likely that he was going to be available for this game. And, you know, Mike McDaniel already ruled him out in his press conference today. The other interesting news is he said that they are preparing – for this game with Skylar Thompson as their starting quarterback, who is their third stringer. He has appeared in five games so far this season, I believe. And uh, his average passing yardage total in those five games is just under 70 yards. Now, some of it is relief duty because he had to come on in relief for Teddy Bridgewater two times. Um, and started a game. So the way you look at that, it's it's certainly horrible timing for the Dolphins, who finally made the playoffs for the first time since 2016. They would be looking for their first playoff victory Sunday, Steve. Are you ready for this? Since 2000. Oh, 
There you go. First playoff win since 2000 is what they would be seeking. As for Teddy Bridgewater's availability, Mike McDaniel said, we are hoping he can be available on Sunday. He can't have any setbacks. So it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater is like a close call to be ready for Sunday as a backup, which is why it makes sense to just move forward with Thompson as your starter because Bridgewater's a little iffy this week. So if Bridgewater's not available, the guy they just signed off the street last week will have to serve as the backup. That's Mike Glennon. So that's well, at least where, Glennon's got an arm. That's where they are. <clears throat> Glennon can sling it. I mean, you couldn't ask for but, a worse situation going into the playoffs at the, yeah. at the most and important I, position I'm on the field. I'm shocked Teddy Bridgewater isn't ready to play. He dislocated his pinky on his throwing hand. Yeah, I'm I just that specifying. Doesn't seem, that doesn't seem serious enough no. to me. I, maybe If he can't grip it, maybe it's his grip. But it, even if you tape those together. Yeah, tape it to your ring finger, right? Right. And I don't know if they can't, they can't help it a little bit with some pain management. But that, I don't know. You can't but then really, again. You can't shoot a finger. Because if, if you put too much in there, now his whole hand goes numb. And now he can't feel the ball at all. Well, you don't put too much in there. Well, I don't know. Is in the fact, that's the small? whole thing. That they don't, they don't make it numb. They just take the edge off of it so you can still feel it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised, really. Although, yeah, Bridgewater way- has started a couple games and he hasn't finished one yet. That's right. He started two games. The, the first one against the Jets, he gets up slow in the end zone. And the officials say he has to come out because he got up slow and he was actually fine. Like he never went in the concussion like- protocol. Um, he didn't wobble at all like Tua did or anything. So that was a little unfortunate there. Then the other game, yeah, the finger against the Patriots couldn't come back and finish the game. Uh, to word it properly, Teddy Bridgewater, according to McDaniel, is preparing himself to be ready for Sunday, but only if he has no setbacks. So it, it sounds like he's going to be a close call. For Sunday, which could, again, make Mike Glennon the backup quarterback to Skylar Thompson. And once you're that far down the pecking order, it may not mean yeah, Hill of Beans. It might not, but, you know, they get it. Yeah, whatever. It's a it's a game that anybody can win, and uh, you hate to – you're not throwing dirt on these guys. It's a playoff game, whether they're wounded or not. There's 52 other guys on that roster who want to play well. So, yeah, I, I get it. They're, it's a – cruddy way for Miami to end the season if it does indeed end their season. But coming in, and this is the different this is a tale between two franchises. You can say what you want. I'm I, I like the way the Bills sit coming into this better than the Dolphins, obviously, but let's look at what happened. You got their starting quarterback goes down with what Bills fans believe after he's staggered. If you look watch that I don't know how you look at that and you tell me that's a back injury because not only did he stumble coming up his offensive linemen are holding him up because he's dead on his feet. He goes in and says, no, it's a back injury. He comes back out four days later, he's out, and he's never been the same since. And he got another one and another one. So now he's down. That's just the way they do business. You're coming in, and now as a result of that culture, they're coming into the playoffs getting worse and worse and worse 
injured and more injured and more injured. They got offensive linemen injured. They got everybody injured. This guy's injured. That guy's hurt. This guy's nursing something. That guy's got two different injuries. They're all going. They're all playing. And all of that happens. Meanwhile, in at one Bills drive, you got guys coming back onto the field now. You got like Jamison Crowder, Micah Hyde fighting back from injuries. Got an outside chance if the if the season continues and lengthens, they got a chance to get him back. You got other guys who were out for for a, a period of time and came back in getting healthier. This is a team that are giving guys every week. You got like a handful of guys who are getting veteran rest days, taking time off, getting rested, recouped. You got guys rotating in their load management, even during important games. And now you hit the playoffs like they did a year ago on a crescendo. Now there's no guarantees. They can come in and lay an egg against Miami and lose. But this is a coaching staff and a culture that speaks towards getting better and taking care of their players so that when the time comes, they're ready to come back if they're able. And they, and they have. Right. As opposed to what we've seen in Miami this year with Tua and how, from the outside looking in, from a casual fan's perspective, they could not have messed that up more. No. No, they could not. Um, speaking of players coming back, Coach McDermott announced today that two players currently on injured reserve, Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder, will begin practicing today. They were out there on the practice field. Micah Hyde wearing a red non-contact jersey. Jamison Crowder, not. Uh, He's just ready to roll. And I'm just going to say this. Steve and I, our offices are at the one end of the field house. So we're in and out of the field house all day long. And... I'm just going to tell you, the last month and a half, Jamison Crowder has been putting in work. Like, he is out here every morning with the strength and conditioning staff putting in the work. So he has a chance to come back, hopefully sometime during the postseason. And that's what Coach called it. First of all, Hyde and Crowder will not play this Sunday. Coach McDermott said as much, and I totally get that. With the way they ramp up players, Steve, I don't think any of us thought for a second that these two guys would have a shred of a chance of playing this week. No. But maybe a couple of weeks if you're playing in the well, AFC title game. Earliest, can, earliest possible would be a week from this Sunday, and then, and then if they do it according to their modus operandi, they'd get a couple of snaps, a handful of snaps during that game, start to rotate in. And then after that, then it's, yeah. you know, then they got a chance at it. But, yeah, you and I, we were laughing at ourselves. We were adamant. Yeah, We got snowed. We were adamant. Micah told us, ah, he goes, they're protecting me for myself. They're not going to let me play. They said, absolutely no chance until next year. No contact, at least for six months. Well, that puts it into March. So he's off the table. He goes, nah, there's just no way. And this was like, what, two weeks ago, two, three? three weeks ago. So we were like, oh, okay. So we were in it yesterday. We were going to bat. There's no way Micah. That dirty dog. Micah's not going to come back and play. Today he's out there catching passes in a jersey. I'm like, dude, you liar. <laughs> you are such a He snowed us, he's man. He's laughing. He but snowed I, us. No, no doubt he's ahead of schedule. And I'm sure the doctors just aren't just like saying, all right, if you want to, go ahead. Uh, there's some, no, they're there's not con- gonna... exactly. There's some concrete reasons why they're allowing him to come back and play and start to get ready to play football. Do- any injury, right? The way this athletic training staff and medical staff works, there's no way they're clearing somebody just because they want to play. That just That's does right. not happen. That's right. Especially 
when you got a guy coming off neck surgery. A herniated disc. Yeah. He had to have surgery to have that taken care of. And they told to his him credit, to, and they were right. To his credit with his rehab, he's ahead of schedule. Um, so, and I got to tell you, too, you know, I was talking about how Crowder, you know, the last month and a half has been just grinding there in, in the morning by himself with the strength and conditioning staff. Mike has been up on the second floor because if you remember, right after surgery, he couldn't do any high-impact stuff like running. That's too much impact on your spine. He couldn't do that coming out of surgery. That guy was riding the bike for like an hour and a half on the second floor of the training center like every day to, to maintain some measure of conditioning. Now, it's probably not the same as playing football, but at least he's not starting a, from square one. It's a testament. To, think, about, think about that about Micah Hyde getting back on the field. It's really it's, – it's pretty impressive. He got – week two of the season, got a neck injury, herniated disc. And, you know, for all, by all accounts – I've never had one. By all accounts, they're, they're, they hurt. Mm-hmm. He goes under the knife, gets surgery on it, and the doctors from day one are telling him, hey, six months without contact, you're – you know, forget it. But on the outside chance, Hyde is in here, and I mean, like, he's not just standing around, right? He's on the bike. He's coaching him up. He's in film room. He's, stand, that, he's all engaged 100%, standing shit. And then, you know, then as things happen, because of that, he has a chance to play at the end of the season, uh, perhaps if the season's extended long enough, to get back on the field. It is, it's unbelievable. Pretty remarkable It's stuff. really unbelievable. Almost as remarkable as the latest update on DeMar Hamlin, which came out in a team-issued statement earlier today. DeMar is going home. Discharged from Buffalo General Medical Center, Gates Vascular Institute, in Buffalo today. He was admitted on Monday, went through a comprehensive medical evaluation, as well as a series of cardiac, neurological, and vascular testing on Tuesday. The doctors there in the critical care unit believe they said that we've completed a series of tests and evaluations and in consultation with the team physicians, we're confident that DeMar can be safely discharged to continue his rehabilitation at home with the bills. So DeMar is home. He's still recovering. You got to believe that and he's as soon be- as he is able, he's probably coming down to one bills drive to, Love up on his teammates. And they've got, and and they're probably running to his house tonight. Right. They probably, he'll be in here as much as he'll be home. I mean, he'll be, they've got an entire crew, staff, horde of (laughs) experts in there that these guys all know and love. You know, it's just the, the, the rehab crew, the, the training staff, the medical staff. That's one of the things about, about One Bill's Drive. Not only is it a great, big, huge, awesome facility, but, Terry and Kim, they staffed it with a ton of people so that all these players can get what the top flight athletes pay for themselves to get. So these guys are taken well care of. And they, I mean, if there's any place for them to be, it's in this building. And you can bet that DeMar is going to be here as often as he can get here. And then pretty soon it looks like he'll be able to come in here anytime he wants. If not, if that's not always the case right now. Yeah. So we'll try to keep our ear to the ground on that to see what comes from it. But Certainly more positive news on the DeMar Hamlin front. Bill's practice updates presented by LECOM, Lake Erie College of Osteopathic Medicine. We already told you, Micah Hyde and Jamison Crowder are practicing 
Today, for the first time, they remain on IR. Today opens up a 21-day practice window for those two players. And anywhere in that time frame, they could be activated off of IR and onto the active roster if the team believes they are fit to play and ready to go. That would obviously prompt roster moves to make room for them on the 53. Not practicing today, Jordan Phillips and Jordan Poyer. Both players do not have new injuries. They're just dealing with the nagging injuries that they have been trying to play through. Jordan Phillips with the shoulder injury and then Jordan Poyer with a knee injury. So those two guys getting an extra day of rest today, knowing they are really kind of summoning up an awful lot of gumption just to go out there and play on game days. Sure. I mean, we, you and I saw it on Sunday. Jordan, Jordan Phillips. He's got one arm. He's, he's basically playing with one arm out there with that shoulder he's, injury. You can see. He I don't comes, know how you do that as a defensive lineman. I line. don't either. It's, it's, a, it's a gargantuan ask, and he, nobody's asking him to do it. He's, he wants to be out there. That's the only reason he's going. Uh, they probably – I don't know. We haven't spoken to him, yet, but that looks to me like that's one of those guys that, you know, as soon as the season's over, he gets his shoulder fixed. Yes, and I would expect that because I, both you and I saw when he went down in the Detroit game on Thanksgiving, he stayed down for a minute and they went out there and what I saw was they're manipulating his arm and popped it back in. Well, if it if it that just, was the New England game, he, was that the New England? Yeah, game? he dove at Mac Jones, remember, and landed on his oh, stomach. Oh, I thought that was a Detroit. He went game. to try to trip him and he shot his arm out to try to trip him by the shoelaces, and the problem was three hundred and forty pounds on landed shoulder. on his shoulder. So. He does this, and you know it. He just ends up right you'll here. See he it. Dives yeah, this, you're right. It is that right there, and, and then, that's it right there. Yep. Uh, they come out. They grab his arm. They hold it up gingerly, and they kind of manipulate it to pop it back into play. It looks look like to me. I don't. Yeah. We have. We don't know. No, we and don't if, know the nature if, of the shoulder. We don't. But if that's what it looks like, and. You know, that's the way it is, man. You pop that thing out, and you can pop it back in, and it feels a 1,000% better right away. But it's still damaged. And Yeah, the integrity of it is yeah, not so there. He's, and got a, and he's been playing with a harness. He's got know. a harness on and all that. So, But, man, oh, man, I'll say this. Uh, two weeks later, he's making plays. <laughs> he's making plays. Uh, he's leaning on guys, making tackles with one arm up inside. It's just unbelievable. So... Him being out, you know, him taking a day off, you can see why. Um, it's good stuff. Uh, the guy's really making a difference in there because he's so big and so athletic. Um, when and he can go, he can go. And man. I'm just going to say this: he always likes playing the Dolphins. Mm. That was the team that gave up on him. Mm -hmm. He was a second round pick of the Miami Dolphins at Oklahoma, and yeah, yeah, give him, give he, him today he, and tomorrow off. Let's just say he doesn't forget back. easily. Yeah. Other news. On the Bills' front, to no one's surprise, Bills return man Naheem Hines literally runs away with AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I mean, I don't know if there was a bigger shoe-in candidate after returning two kickoffs for touchdowns this week and becoming only the 11th player in league history to do that in one game. The cool thing is, Steve, and I remembered this, just having read up on him when you know they acquired him at the trade deadline, he had two punt returns in a game back in 2019 when he was with the Colts. So right now, Naheem Hines is the only player in league history to have two kick returns for touchdowns in one game 
and two punt returns for touchdowns in one game in his playing career. Boom diggity. That is hard to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hard. I don't have to tell you that. I know You that. know better yes, than anybody. I, I did know that. I did know that. Um, what are the odds? They've got to be in, like, the tens of millions, right? Like, well, you think of all the kickoffs that have happened in 105 years of NFL football? Mm. He's the only guy. Yeah. To do the double-double. That'll tell, you, that'll tell you how hard it is. Now, and there's some great ones. I mean, oh, yeah. D, I chased Dion around for a, a lot of years. He never did it. Billy White Shoes Gale Johnson. Sayers. Gail Sayers never did it. Eric Metcalf. Eric Metcalf. Clarence Verdan. Timmy Dante Brown. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. Um, Dante yeah, might have had two kickoff returns yeah. in the same game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on that I list. think he is on there. And Devin Hester. Yeah, he's um, up for the Hall of Fame. Brian Mitchell. Yeah, Brian Mitchell. I mean, Mitchell. good grief. Vaisikahima. I mean, I I got a list, man. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, there's, and I'll tell you what, they don't just put guys back there. <laughs> they put dudes. Yeah. I mean, they put some, they put some thoroughbreds back there. I mean, those guys that are back there, not, I mean, they're gifted. I mean, I. I mean, I was more of a punt catcher when I did it. <laughs> so he's no, now you're going to make me right? remember Chris Watson. Right. I was more of a I was more of a savvy veteran move to put back there. I wasn't a guy that was. You're like go. a Micah Hyde on punt return. A little bit, yeah. I'm telling you, man. Some of those guys are they are just they got juice. They're weapons. Yeah. I mean, they're, they got juice. You they, you put them back there, and I and there are some guys. There are guys like this. You would put them back there. When that guy's back there and the guy's on, like on the punt return team or the kickoff return team, they turn around, they line it up, and they look back and see where he's lined up, and they look back there and they go, oh, yeah, okay. They're like, we got our guy. Let's go. They, they yeah. work hard. They think, we got a chance. It's, they're difference makers, man, and they're, 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 they don't come along very often. We mentioned it right at the end of the show yesterday when I had you guess. Top speed for Naheem Hines in that game last week, 21.25 miles per hour. I can't go that fast on my bike. They can really run, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) I I can barely get to that on my bike. And I have a racing bike. And I got to work hard to get to 21 miles per hour. He does it on two legs. That's insane. And there's this. The Miami Dolphins come into this game. Ranked 25th in the league in punt coverage and last in the league in kickoff coverage. Does Naheem Hines have an encore performance or do they even kick to him? Do, uh, yeah. What do you think? I don't know if they kick to him. They'll kick. Well, I don't know. That's a really good. You spend all week watching that on tape? Yeah, and you can say this too. I mean, he broke a tackle on both one, both of them. Yeah, more so on the second one than the first one. Right. First one, he kind of he just kind of bounced on the first one. I'll tell you what, you don't just kick it down the middle. <laughs> no, you better pin him to a sideline, right? Of course, they did try to do that on the second one, not very effectively, and, and they kicked one out of bounds too. After after the two, they well, that's the when they didn't want to kick to him. They finally kicked it out of bounds. Said, you know, you just take it on the forty. Thanks. Do you think he meant to kick it out of bounds? It went out of bounds at like the 38. I know, but I think, I don't know. There was a part of me thinking they were just trying to pooch it so he'd have to run up 
but he would have to run too far to field it cleanly, and then that would allow coverage to get down there. And, you know, he just kicked it too hard, and it went over the sideline. I mean, it was a disaster. It, yeah. it was a special teams disaster it, it cost for the, the Patriots. It cost them the game. It cost them the game. So, you know, whatever. there's just no way around. And I would say, I would say yeah, I, you'll, you'll notice that the Dolphins will kick it a different way this week. Either they'll kick it yeah. short and high. They'll line drive it. They'll, they'll bounce it down there so it's hard to field, hope to get the timing all messed yeah. up on the return. They'll do some stuff, I would think. For those that don't know, former Bills special teams coordinator Danny Crossman, who worked here under Chan Gailey and Doug Marone, and maybe Rex, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on those details, how many tenures he was here for. He is the special teams coordinator in Miami. So we had Armando Salguero on yesterday. NFL writer for Outkick.com, and he told us there's a very good chance that there are wholesale changes with special teams for the Dolphins when their season is over, which could come as soon as Monday, obviously, uh, because of where they have underperformed in certain areas, not the least of which has been pun coverage and kick coverage, where they were ranked 25th and 32nd last in the league. Steve, on punt return and kick return, they rank 31st in both. That is rough. Rough. Yeah, that is rough. Because, you know, you hear all the time about hidden yards. That is, that's a bunch of them. I'll say this. You're not getting any for your offense or your defense. Yeah, I'll say this, though. It, it, you don't want to walk into this with your, without your guard up either. Oh, no, no, no. You got you, you to gotta spend some time, extra time on – because the last thing you want to do is give up a block punt or a block field goal well, and they some did, other – they you did know. block a field goal back in week three. If you remember, they blocked Tyler Bass's 38-yard attempt. Uh, Emmanuel we, Ogba was the one that blocked the kick. Now, yeah, he's out he for a season a with an injury. Yeah, but, but he blocked a kick in a game they lose. They win by lost. two. Yeah. So. Pretty important. Yeah. There's this, a lot in this game, uh, yeah. as you would expect for a division opponent. A lot of, there's a lot packed into this. This week's game sponsor is Northtown. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown, the official automotive dealer of the Buffalo Bills. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Steve, you know what we haven't gone over yet? And it's primarily because our focus is obviously on the postseason. Buffalo's opponents in 2023, obviously with the regular season this year coming to an end, we now know who Buffalo's opponents will be in 2023 and uh basically we know it's the afc east opponents and then they're playing the afc west as their intra-conference division and they're playing the nfc east so that means at home next year in addition to the division teams they'll get denver las vegas and then dallas and the giants from the nfc east and then they have the intra-conference team that finished in first place in the AFC South and the AFC North. That's Jacksonville, who they play at home. Cincinnati, who they play on the road. Tampa Bay is the extra NFC game, and that will be at home. And then the away teams for the NFC East opponents, Washington and Philly. And then the AFC West opponents on the road. Fans are going to love this. Kansas City and the Chargers. So they'll be out to Kansas City City again. again next year. Now, here's the other thing that we haven't discussed. The NFL states 
that at least once every eight years, every NFL club must sacrifice a home game and play overseas. The Bills have an extra home game this year, nine home, eight on the road. And this next season, 2023, is the eighth year since they have last traveled. 2015, played Jacksonville in London. Jacksonville's on the schedule, Steve. They commonly play games in London, so I think they are a candidate. And I think who else is? Dallas. Dallas, yeah, Dallas. Mexico City. Yeah, yeah. That I I could see that. Sure. Um, Tampa just traveled to Munich this season, so it's probably not them. Could be the Raiders. Denver just traveled overseas. They played in London. I don't think it's them. And the Giants played overseas. The Raiders did not. So it's maybe Las Vegas, Dallas, or Jacksonville. Is it going to be one of? You don't even know. I don't think it's going to be a division opponent. Is it going to be a home game or away game? It would be a home game because they have an extra one. Right. We have the extra, the ninth home game. So we loop probably. They will be traveling overseas somewhere next year because they're at the limit. They've gone a full eight years. And you can't go more than eight years without doing one game overseas. So I they vote, will lose one of those nine home games. I vote an NFL game in Japan. Go to Tokyo. And let's do. Let's start. Really? Doing that. Yeah. They're not going to happen. That's not going to happen for a long no. time. But I think Munich's, I imagine, on, Munich's on the table. London's on the table. Frankfurt is going to. And happen. Frankfurt's the other place, right? Yeah. Where they play in Germany. Then, That's where uh, they did that this year. Yes. Was it Frankfurt and, or Berlin? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Frankfurt. Well, Berlin has hosted games in the past. Yeah. Um, there's three. There's three cities in Germany: Frankfurt, Berlin, and Munich that are capable and willing. London is one, and then I think that that's it, isn't it? Is there Munich another? and Frankfurt host two each next year. Two each. Okay. So I, I think Munich is a unless they're playing the Jaguars, next which would years. undoubtedly be in London. You're looking at Dallas or Las Vegas, I think, to play overseas. Because Denver played be, there last year. The Giants does, played there last year, and Tampa played there. Does last. Mexico City count as overseas? I, I don't know. Do, are they going to have another and, game in and Mexico usually City? usually it's like a Dallas home game. Like da- Dallas would have to sacrifice one of their home games to play there. Yeah, but they, Jerry, That's not happening. But the Cowboys would be overjoyed to do one of their away games in Mexico City. Yeah, I, I don't know. Do, are they having a game in Mexico City next year? I, I don't know. I don't either. I, I, it seems I like think so, but I don't, I, I don't know. Usually they do. But All it's, right. But, yeah, one of those home games is probably going to be out of the country. We can say that. We have to take know, a break here. Before we do that, we do want to let you know what our topic of discussion is today. Where do the main threats with the Dolphins lie with Tua ruled out for Sunday? Is there still a lingering concern on your part with the Dolphins? If so, what is it? Let us know at 803-0550-1888-550-2550, or you can hit us up on the tweet sheet at One Bills Live. It's Chris Brown and Steve Tasker with you here on a Wednesday, and it's One Bills Live presented by Collida Health. This is Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.